if you want to avoid all the sickness this winter, the snotty noses, the coughs, the colds, the sleepless nights, the fevers, the Panadol and the antibiotics, the ear infections, the grumpy, tired kids, the days off work and school and childcare, are all those memories of last winter coming back? I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way this winter. I have a free online masterclass, three simple ways to boost your kids' immunity to avoid a winter full of sickness. It's on demand, meaning you can register and watch it straight away or watch it at a time that is convenient for you. Head on over to naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune and you will be able to sign up. In the masterclass, I am covering our natural, simple and effective approach to avoiding winter infections, how to boost your family's immunity with our proven three-step naturopathic strategy that is really easy for you to implement as a busy mum. We're going to talk about the immune depleters that you need to avoid so you're not wasting time and money building up your kids' immunity that is just being depleted by these common foods and environmental factors. I am sharing heaps of practical tips. I promise it will be an hour well spent. You can register again at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune. I can't wait to hear how you find it and to give you the tips to make this winter healthier. Welcome to the Natural Super Kids podcast, where you will discover practical strategies to inspire you to boost the health and nutrition of your kids. I'm Jessica Donovan, a qualified naturopath specializing in kids' health, and I want to make it as easy as possible for you to raise healthy and happy kids. Let's get into it. Hi there, welcome back to the Natural Super Kids podcast. So today's episode, we are going to focus on teenage acne. Um, and this is going to be actually fairly translatable to acne in other age brackets as well. So I know a lot of mums develop acne um, later on. So I think, yeah, you're going to get a lot out of this episode as well. And this is our final episode in our teenage health series. So if this is the first episode you are listening to in the series, make sure you go back because episode 45, 46, 47 and 48 cover other really important teen subjects as well, feeding teenagers, supporting girls through puberty, supporting boys through puberty, mood issues in teens and how to support those. So they're really great episodes to go back to and have a listen to. Now, this subject today about acne in teenagers is one that is close to my heart. And I've shared this story before. My own skin issues as a teenager, the acne that I had, uh, is really what led me into 
naturopathy in the first place. So I was around 15, 16 when I started to develop pretty severe acne, well, what I thought was at the time. And, you know, for teenagers, acne is just really heartbreaking, life-destroying. I remember, you know, wearing my hair forward over my face because I had it predominantly on my cheeks so that I could hide it. It was a real confidence issue for me. And so my mum took me to the doctor and, of course, the doctor prescribed the oral contraceptive pill, Diane 35, which is now known to have a whole heap of pretty serious side effects and is definitely not a pill that I would be putting my teenage daughter on knowing what I know today. But of course, as a teenager, all I wanted was to get rid of my pimples. And I also had some period issues, like I was having really irregular periods. I wasn't getting periods every month. So the pill, of course, worked. It regulated my cycle. It got rid of my acne completely within a couple of months and I was happy and I thought I'd been cured. So when I came off the pill uh, further down the track, I was very surprised when my acne came back within a few months with a vengeance worse than ever. And I went through this process a few times of going back on the pill, then coming off, thinking I was all good now. You know, I was a bit older, maybe my hormones had um, had settled, but it was never the case that the pill actually got rid of my acne. It was just a Band-Aid solution. Um, And it was only effective while I was taking the pill. Now, I now know about post-pill acne, which I didn't know at the time, and how coming off the pill can exacerbate your acne. I'll talk about that in a moment. But what this whole process led me to was to go and see a naturopath. And she made some suggestions of some dietary changes and, you know, really was linking the the acne with with not just my hormones, but my gut health. And I'd always have had these needling digestive symptoms as well. And so it really opened up a whole new world for me. I drastically changed my diet, really cut down on the refined processed carbohydrates, the sugar, um, you know, added lots of things in and it made Made a huge difference. And that's really what developed or planted the seed for my passion to become a naturopath and help other people, um, you know, with skin issues, with gut issues and that sort of thing. So I have this real personal story when it comes to acne. And I also have children that are heading into the teenage years. Well, I've got a 14-year-old, almost 14-year-old son and an 11-year-old daughter. And I'm noticing with their skin, you know, um, very minor at the moment, but but little breakouts and things. So, it's very timely for me to be talking about this subject as well. Now, just back to the post-pill acne, I just want to explain this a little bit because I think a lot of people will resonate with this. So, when you come off the oral contraceptive pill, um, you know, often acne flares up within a, like within sort of two to three months of coming off the pill. And that is because the oral contraceptive pill suppresses sebum or, you know, those skin oils. Um, and so what the body does to make up for that is it upregulates sebum production. So when you're on the pill, um, you actually start to make more sebum 
And that lasts even when you come off the pill. The body is so clever, isn't it? It's like, hang on a minute, this this medication is is suppressing the sebum. We need to up the ante and start um, start producing more sebum, and that's what the body does. So you end up with more sebum than ever before. So when you come off the pill, that rebound sebum production as you withdraw from the sebum suppressing oral contraceptive pill, um, you know, is is a problem because your body continues to produce more sebum, even though it doesn't need to now because you've come off of the the medication that was suppressing that sebum production. You also get a temporary surge in androgens or male hormones, which we're going to be talking about a bit in this episode, as your ovaries kind of kick back into action. Um, And so that doesn't help either. So two to three months after coming off the pill um, and pills like Yasmin, Brenda, Diane are the worst offenders here as well. They're really commonly um, used pills as well. So, you know, you get this flare up of acne, but it doesn't you know, last. You kind of have to have to work your way through it. And there's certain things that you can do to support that as well. Um, I'll link in the show notes to a really great article uh, that Lara Bryden has written explaining more about this post-pill acne and what you can do about it, just in case anyone is interested in diving into that. Um, now, I want to go on to talk about acne. Um, and, you know, the, some of the contributors to acne and what you can do to help your teenager uh, with acne. So, of course, acne is a really big problem during puberty for both girls and boys. And it's because of, you know, the surge of hormones. This surge of hormones increases the amount of sebum produced on the skin. And these hormones are predominantly the androgens that are causing this. So that's the the male sex hormones, but both girls and boys experience a surge in these hormones. So the surge in these hormones increases sebum production, um, and which which leads to breakouts and acne. And a really interesting fact is that acne is a Western world problem. You know, in the Western world, we see acne as a normal part of puberty, but it isn't in other kind of cultures. So there's been studies that have looked at acne in traditional populations. um, And there was one that was examining um, groups from Papua New Guinea and Paraguay. And they found that there were zero cases of acne in teenagers in these traditional populations. And this study was a long-term study done over 27 months. So what this tells us is that, yes, acne is hormone-driven because teens in traditional populations have those changes in hormones as well. But the hormones are actually not the root cause of acne. Um, Traditional diets are rich in things like fiber and whole foods, which protect against acne and the effect that this surge of hormones has. So this suggests that acne does not need to be the norm for our teens. And by altering the diet and their lifestyle, we should be able to manage and even prevent acne. Now, of course, this is harder than it sounds because, you know, we, I did an episode, a episode 45 was all about 
feeding teenagers and I talked about the the fact that teenagers are drawn to sugary processed foods because of the way their brain is and because obviously in the Western world they have easy access to these foods, it can be really hard to kind of change the diet. But I do just want to plant that seed that it is possible and, you know, there are things that we can do. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment. But first of all, I just want to talk about conventional medicine and how you know, they approach teenage acne. I've heard time and time again, you know, doctors saying that there's no benefit to changing the diet, nutrition and food has no impact on acne at all, which, as I've just suggested from that research, is not the case. So when it comes to, you know, taking your child along to the doctor with acne, there's three main kind of medications that they are going to offer or suggest or prescribe. The first is the oral contraceptive pill, you know, often given to teenage girls because it shuts down that androgen production. But that's not a good thing. Uh, as I said, it's a Band-Aid solution. Um, so it, you know, it can help in the short term, but it just makes things worse in the long time, in the long term. And there's so many other negative side effects of the pill that you need to consider. So uh, it's not one that I would recommend sort of going for as, you know, as appealing as it is. The second uh, medication that's often prescribed for acne is antibiotics. So antibiotics are often prescribed for long periods of time. It's not just a short course of antibiotics that are prescribed. And this will often come into play when the Acne is infected, inflamed, and yes, it does help. It, it helps in the short term by killing off that bad bacteria that's causing the inflammation and the redness and the infection in the acne. But long-term antibiotics, as I've talked about before, have a, a negative impact on gut health. And I'm going to talk in a moment about the importance of healthy gut uh, for preventing and treating acne. So, you know, I mean, in certain situations, if the acne is really having a major impact on a child's mental health, on their confidence, then yes, these solutions can be good short-term options um, while you work on some of the other things. Uh, but if you can get onto it soon, sooner rather than later, the, the natural strategies that I'm going to talk about, hopefully we can avoid these medications altogether. And the third medication is Roaccutane. Um, it's a well-known acne medication. It's often offered to boys as a treatment option because they're not able to use the pill. Um, so it's a, it's a retinoid medication. It's similar to vitamin A, but with many negative side effects. It's actually been associated with dozens of serious side effects. Mental health side effects are the most worrying with this drug. Things like depression, psychotic episodes, suicidal thoughts, and even suicide. I don't think that's the kind of outcome we want when we are looking at medications for our kids. Of course, these are not, this doesn't, these don't occur in everyone, but they are side effects that we need to be aware of. So, there's not a lot of great choices when it comes to medications for acne. So that's why I want to tell you and inform you and empower you with some of the more natural but effective ways that we can both prevent and manage and treat and eliminate acne in our teens. So the first thing to think about is food, of course. 
Um, food does have an impact on acne. There's no doubt about it, but it isn't the easiest thing to change in teenagers. But I still want to talk about it because when it comes to, to food for acne, um, there are two factors that can exacerbate or even cause acne flare-ups. And if your teen is serious about getting their breakouts under control, cutting these down um, or out completely is the most important thing that they can do. And teens are often motivated to make changes when it comes to their appearance and their skin. So we can have a little way in there in a way that we can build healthier habits for our teenagers when it comes to their diet by talking about how it's potentially affecting their skin. So the first one is sugar. When teens have increased androgen levels, which they do, both girls and boys, it increases another hormone called insulin, which I'm sure you've heard of. And insulin helps to stable blood sugar levels by storing excess glucose away in the cells. When we add sugar and refined carbohydrates to the diet, you know, when our teens are eating a lot of these things, it drives insulin levels even higher. And so that is a problem because high levels of insulin increase sebum production further and also increase inflammation, which leads to more acne. So unfortunately, the teenage diet is pretty high in sugar and processed food, the typical teenage diet. Um, But as I said, teenagers are often motivated to make a change if it means that their skin will potentially clear up. So the key is to reduce sugar and processed refined foods that drive this insulin higher um, and boost up the whole foods that are rich in fiber. So I did do a, a dedicated podcast episode to feeding teenagers where I talk more about, you know, these things. So that's episode 45 if you want to go back and have a listen. But the key here is reducing sugar and refined processed carbohydrates, the white stuff, the white bread, the white pasta, the crackers, the bakery snacks, you know, all those things that teens are often eating too many of. The next food I want to talk about is dairy. So dairy is often problematic for many teenagers and reducing or even cutting dairy out completely can really help to clear up some teenagers' skin within a few months. And I think that's a much better option than going on one of those harsh medications that I that I talked about before. So why is dairy a problem? Firstly, it can have a high glycemic load, which drives up that insulin. And secondly, there's a there's a type of protein in most dairy that is inflammatory for some people. This is why getting rid of acne out of the diet works for a lot of teenagers, but it doesn't work for everybody. So if this, this dairy protein is causing inflammation, that's when reducing or eliminating dairy will have a positive effect for teenagers. So this protein is called A1 casein um, and it increases inflammation and contributes to higher sebum levels. So going dairy free can be a bit of a challenge though for a lot of teenagers. And so getting some one-on-one practitioner support can be really helpful and we can certainly help with that with our online appointments here at Natural Super Kids. But you may not need to go completely dairy-free because some dairy actually contains 
A2 casein instead of A1 casein. And you know that that A2 milk, you know, that's become so popular because it doesn't have that inflammatory A1 casein in. So to get started, and this is a really easy transition that your teenagers won't even notice, you can move them over to an A2 milk and other dairy products so that they're they're not consuming that A1 dairy. And I've actually done a dedicated podcast episode to this podcast number 18 in the Natural Super Kids. I talk about dairy and whether it is a problem for your child. And I go into more detail about this A1 versus A2 dairy protein. So that is something to consider as well. Now, the other thing I want to talk about is the gut, of course. I think I mentioned the gut in almost every podcast episode that I record. So gut health plays a role when it comes to acne in so many different ways. Um, Think about the gut as, you know, it's one of our biggest organs of elimination. So if it's not working effectively to eliminate toxins and waste from our body, it can put extra pressure on the other organs of elimination. And the skin is one of our organs of elimination. So that's one way the gut plays a role in acne. Secondly, if there is leaky gut or if there's dysbiosis where there's an imbalance in the the good and bad gut flora, um, they can exacerbate and even lead to acne development as well. Now, look, both leaky gut and dysbiosis are are multifactorial kind of conditions or imbalances within the gut, but things like antibiotic use, oral contraceptive pill use, a processed high sugar diet, and a lack of fiber really contribute to these gut issues that then contribute further to acne. And the, the, you know, the, um, the funny thing is, well, not really funny, but interesting thing is that those those exact things, the antibiotics, the oral contraceptive pill, the processed food, the high sugar food, actually directly impact acne as well. So if we can really help to minimize those things, then we've got that that good, healthy foundation for clearer skin. So um, when it comes to food for for acne management, focusing on gut-supporting choices is a really good thing to do. So, you know, things like fermented foods, um, things like bone broth, things things like lots of variety and colour in the fruits and vegetables that your teens are eating can really help to improve and support your child's or your teenager's gut health. So let's talk specifically now about nutrients for teenage skin. So there are quite a few different nutrients that can really help, um, but I want to talk about the two main ones to consider when it comes to managing teenage acne and preventing teenage acne as well. So the first one is zinc, 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 (laughs) Um, you know, Zinc is a great nutrient for teenagers in general. I've talked about zinc in in relation to teenage mood. I've talked about zinc in relation to supporting puberty in both girls and boys. So zinc's a great one overall for teenage health. Um, it is a key player when it comes to managing and preventing acne as well because it supports a healthy hormone balance. It decreases excess androgens, it reduces inflammation, it supports healthy skin and aids in immunity and healing of affected skin as well. So 
you know, we don't want to look at zinc as something like a magic pill that's going to cure acne on its own. We need to look at those foundational dietary changes as well, but it can make a big difference for um, preventing and, and treating acne in, kid, in teenagers. And the other nutrient I want to mention is omega-3s. So omega-3s are essential fatty acids that are found mostly in fish and seafood. Um, and, you know, a lot of teens aren't eating enough fish and seafood either. But omega-3s help acne by reducing inflammation, supporting overall skin health, supporting that hormone balance and encouraging a diverse and healthy gut microbiome as well. So a supplement of omega-3 and a supplement of zinc can be a really good idea when it comes to teenagers and acne. Of course, the the dosages and the forms and everything is very individual depending on lots of factors. So it is a good idea to get some advice um, and work with a practitioner to get some advice on this. And we offer um, full consultations here at Natural Super Kids, but we also offer express consultations where you can just ask our qualified naturopath one thing in, in an express consultation and get a prescription for a high-quality uh, supplement um, or supplements, depending on what you're wanting, um, and get access to those practitioner products as well. So that's a really good option. If you don't want to go for the full consult, but you'd really like some advice on, for example, getting a good zinc and a good omega-3 supplement to help with your teenager's skin, then um, our express consult option is a really great one. So as you can see, you know, acne, is, there's a lot we can do and that it, that is in our control when it comes to acne in um, teenagers. So I hope that's really sort of raised your awareness of what's possible uh, and that you've got some really great practical tips from this episode. I would love to hear from you. So if you're on Instagram, send me a message, a direct message over at Natural Super Kids and let me know what you enjoyed about this episode. Um, yeah, as I said, I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Head on over to our website, naturalsuperkids.com for the show notes for this episode, as well as a whole heap of inspiration to help you raise healthy and happy kids. I'll see you next week. Before you go, don't forget about my free online on-demand masterclass, Three Simple Ways to Naturally Boost Your Kids' Immunity to Avoid a Winter Full of Sickness. I'm sharing my practical tips on ways that you can strengthen your whole family's immune system to avoid the onslaught of winter infections so your family can stay healthy and well this winter. You can sign up at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune.